The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> this is actually really exciting. I know 3,000 may seem like a really small number, but like when you really think mm-hmm. about it, imagine us standing in front of 3,000 people. I would. <laughs> I would probably like. I think we also attack. hit like over 4,000 on on Instagram. Yeah, shout out to Aisha. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, why am I getting so many notifications? And then mm-hmm. I realized I'm like, oh, she reposted. Yeah. <laughs> the power of <laughs> reposting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I don't need this anymore. Huh? Yeah, yeah, I already have it on my phone here. All right, I'm going to just put it on the floor because you guys can't see. How y'all doing this week, man? Welcome needs. back to the Cousin Connection Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Sorry. <laughs> Maybe we could redo that. I don't know. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. We're good. All right. Okay, guys. We're pivoting today. You know, we, we had a, an episode planned today. Mm-hmm. uh and everything but unfortunately our guests couldn't make it yeah so so we're just gonna you know we're gonna pivot here and talk about something you know i have a little bit more experience with all right okay so uh first off like sarah said we hit three thousand subscribers so that means because we hit it i, th- I did i think i alluded it to it mm-hmm. um we're actually gonna be having a giveaway yeah coming up i think next week we'll make yeah. a post about it on Instagram, yeah we'll make right? a post about it okay. so you know we're finally gonna give back to you followers it's gonna be a good amount you know, it's like, a, listen i can i enter what <laughs> i'm just kidding um thank you guys is yeah. what amir is trying to say and this this giveaway is sort of like a thank you and you know inshallah we will be in a position in the future when when our channel grows and our cousins grow um to do more giveaways bigger giveaways mm-hmm. better giveaways um but this one is just kind of like our first one first of many inshallah so. yeah exactly so you know, just keep watch out, watch out for that, and um, we'll we're still figuring out like how exactly you're gonna enter it, kind of thing. Like, yeah, uh, we, this is our first time, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we gotta talk to Aisha about that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love how we're like unintentionally matching. Are we? Kinda. Oh, I actually just got this shirt from like Uniqlo. Uniqlo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you opened the door, I was like, yeah, he's like wearing it. <laughs> I'm trying it out, okay? I saw it's like nice. everybody talking about Uniqlo. I was like, you know what? Is this your first time going there? Yeah. Really? Because I always thought Uniqlo was like just like an Asian, like pure, no. made for like Asian. Uh, Uniqlo like, is I don't like... know if that's racist, but... It is. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I thought their sizes would be more geared towards the towards the Asian body type because it is mm. originally an Asian brand, no? yeah but like or like uh, an east asian brand or not east asian yeah know. east asian let's just just facts fact check that is it not even their logo looks like it's like some type of kanji or something uh, no hold on search see. up what the origins of oh yeah it's a japanese see apparel. exactly kanji like i said you know what kanji is right i don't know what it's that like is. the letters of it's like saying the alphabet oh okay but for uh tokyo i mean japanese people yeah it was founded <laughs> in, in japan it was banned there, right? Exactly. So that's why yeah. I always had that pre, like that. What do they call it? That prejudice, not prejudice. The preconceived notion. Yeah, the preconceived notion <laughs> that like nothing would fit me there, 
And I used buy pants, and ironically enough, they were too big for me, so I have to go and return them. But still, oh, okay, you, that's all they, you know yeah. they do tailoring there too in house. That's what it said on it. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, right? But this probably costs a lot of money. No, no. Uh, I mean, I've never done it, but mm-hmm. I know, like, I was actually gonna wear a dress that I got from Uniqlo today. But a I dress? Like, yeah. I always thought it was like regular. No, they. Uh, did you not like look around? Or you just kind of did like an in and out type of thing? Yeah, I kind of was just in and out. Yeah. No, I like saw you... the t-shirts. I was like, oh, let me get a couple of these and go. And you went to the Square One location. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a good one too. It was big, right? Yeah, it was pretty big. Yeah, how mm-hmm. did you not look around? You had so much time. I'm not honestly. I'm I'm the worst window yeah, shopper. True. Honestly, I'm proud of you for going by yourself though. It, honestly, it's the most awkward. <laughs> Just even even walking, even walking around in a mall by myself. Yeah, is like super awkward. I can't do it. Just you know my, what? Like social anxiety is like through the roof the whole time. I was sweating and my armpits were sweating. They were moist. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Like there are so many times where I like I haven't. Like, I used to frequent the mall so much before, like, pre-COVID. Yeah. And then, I don't know what it is. I just can't bring myself to go to the mall. Mm -hmm. Like, even, like, I had to get my braces tightened this past week. Yeah. And um, it's at Scarborough Town Center. So, I'm like, oh, my God, I wonder what the mall's like. What's the mall saying? Yeah. I haven't been here in a minute. And I couldn't go in. You know why? Why? It's all the teenagers. Yeah, Teenagers are intimidating, okay? They are intimidating. But then I'm like, was I like that? But I was a loser when I was a teenager, so. Yeah, same. (laughs) So, <laughs> like, I don't think we were intimidating. They're like these dumb kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now I'm just like, I don't know. I just can't. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go by myself. Same. And like, I it's weird. That's why. Remember, every time I would go to the mall or I need to buy something, I'd be like, I'll hit you up and be like, Amir would take me to the mall. Blows up my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't help it. Okay. You know what? We need to do like a shopping trip. We need like a. I need a wardrobe up- upgrade. Yeah. Well, like I. I the only thing I need now is like black pants because anyone else who has like thunder thighs or just thick thighs in general knows this issue that the middle of your pants, oh, no matter what you're wearing, <laughs> sw- especially with sweatpants, like give it, if you're wearing it, if you like these pants, if you're wearing it for like three to six months, it's done. It's going to be ripped through the middle. That's never happened to me with sweatpants. With jeans, it's happened before. But it oh, also... It's happened to me. It's happening. I literally just bought like sweatpants the other... Not the other day. Like a couple months ago. Yeah. And it's already starting to get like that little frill in the middle where it's like starting to create that friction. <laughs> you know what though? It actually happened to my... Okay. So I bought these pants from yeah. Zara. And like, I don't know if you know about Zara, but like it's a really hit and miss with the sizing. Mm-hmm. And when I bought them, they it was like very, very big. Like, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to see if I can exchange it. But it was also on sale. So I really mm-hmm. thought like, whatever, I'm not going to get it. But I got my size. Yeah. And it was still kind of a little big. But yeah. I kind of like the look. I was like, I, I like this look. And they were leather, like the... Leather? Not leather, but like uh, pleather. I don't know. Yeah. The vegan leather type yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it didn't... I know what you're thinking. You're what? thinking like Rockstar leather. No, it was like matte. And it was so nice. It okay. was like a tapered. I don't know how to explain it. But anyways, I loved mm-hmm. the SHIT out of those pants. <laughs> <laughs> and it hasn't even been a full year, but I love those pants mm-hmm. so much. And one day, <clears throat> I just wasn't really thinking, you know? Yeah. I, I remember I was in the office and like I was just on my desk, sitting at my desk. And then I remember like I my hand was here. Like imagine I'm not wearing a dress, but yeah. my hand was here in between my legs. Mm-hmm. And then I felt... Like a little, just like little piece, and you know sometimes like, when like you're just like cold br- breeze of no, air. <laughs> no, it was just like a little peeling piece. Yeah, but I didn't think it through, right? Like yeah. normally with like sweatpants, you just peel off the little dot <gasps> things, right? 
So I started like sitting there and I was peeling it. Yeah. And then I was conscious again. Like, yeah. Not that I wasn't unconscious, but anyways, I paid attention to what I was doing and I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And I looked down and it was like, like missing a whole layer. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, okay, maybe I can disguise it. So I yeah. stood up and I showed my coworker. I was like, can you tell? Yeah. That it's ripped here. She's like. Well, and then I like turned my leg and she's like, now I can because you're showing me. But yeah. like if you're just standing straight, you can't really see it. Yeah. And then little by little, as I continue to wear them. No, it just wears. It gets worse and worse it, after that. That's when you get like a little cut on there. It just keeps <laughs> opening and opening up. More it's and more. so big now. Yeah. That, like, you're still wearing the pants? No, I don't wear them oh, anymore. Okay. Like I, I just I saw it today because I was going through my closet of like things that I. Yeah. I'm not going to wear. Yeah. And it, it really broke my heart because they're so. I, I wouldn't know. call them new, but they're yeah. not old either. Like, it's less than a year. Yeah. And that hurts. You know when you... No. Like, I feel like we're the same when you love something so much. You just yeah. keep wearing it over exactly. and over. I, we are an outfit repeater. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Especially with pants. Pants are like, you can kind of throw that with everything, right? And if they're black? Yeah. Yeah, game over. Like, I, I literally bought the same pair of pants multiple times Which because i just kept ripping through them it was like the stretchy like american eagle pants now i'm kind of done with american eagle but back in the day when i loved them like they had the stretchy like sport fit because my legs were just actually just naturally bigger oh so i would wear those all the time yeah but literally like every six to eight months i would have to buy a new pair because i would just rip through the middle you it doesn't know? help that i walk like Eight, an extra five to six thousand steps a day right go on my walks whatever why don't you wear like um you know like the runners how they wear tights and then they wear those shorts on top why don't you wear that something like that the tights and the shorts yeah i don't like wearing shorts to begin with yeah but like, like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? i don't think you really see me in shorts that much only <laughs> once in the summer but that's just because my legs were like i didn't want to get hot <laughs> what i feel like growing up as a kid yeah you never wore shorts you only ever what cargo oh shorts. yeah yeah cargo shorts the ones the ones where like you can they had the, the uh, convertible two in one yeah the convertible <laughs> pants <laughs> no you lived it. you literally lived in those hey i was a nerd guys you know <laughs> that was like the nerd uniform at that point <laughs> they're so versatile though you can wear them yeah i think i even had a jacket that was versatile like that where you can take the <laughs> sleeves off of it with the zipper <laughs> like a very vague memory of that yeah I remember that. It was like a blue jacket. I can't remember uh, oh what God. brand it was, but it was like a blue jacket where you can take off the sleeves. I love those. Who wouldn't want to have options? I don't know when that became... And now, ironically enough, that's like a cool thing to have like pants or like clothing that has a bunch of zippers and like has multi-use and all that kind of like stuff. Like cargo style? Yeah. Yeah, I see cargo coming back now and I'm just yeah. like, yo. I was just ahead of my time. World? That's what it was. I was ahead of my time. And even skorts are back too. Do you know what a skort is? Squirt? Yeah. Squirt. What's squirt? 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 What? Squirt. Squirt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that no. is? No. What is this? so? Let me try and think. Okay, squirt. So you got shorts and port. No, short. What's a port? And what's the what's the K? Amir. A K. Squirt. Where's where's the K come from? Skirt. Oh, okay. okay. Skirt, skirt, <laughs> skirt shorts. So the front looks like a skirt. Yeah, but the back is shorts. They're functional. I used to wear those. I How does that wear. work? So it's okay. Imagine shorts. Yeah. And then there's just an extra layer of fabric on the front to make it look like a skirt. Just on the front. Yeah. <laughs> like a kilt. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. So you've never like, seen those before. No. I used to live in. That those must as look a so kid. weird from the back. Uh, I mean, it looks like shorts from the back, and skirt from the front. Nah, that's like that's like uh, what do they call it? a mullet, 
It's like they tried oh, to make it a thing. Front yeah, party business front party. It just doesn't work. Or in this case, it's the party in the front, business in the back. Or I mean, what is it? I don't yeah. know. No, I don't. Honestly, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I, I never, I've never seen that. I don't know. I need Ever? to. I, you know, I, I, maybe I'll, I'll search up a photo after this and see when what it is. When you see it, you'll be like, maybe I have seen this. Yeah. Okay, we went way off here. We did. Okay. Well, so, okay. sorry guys. <laughs> Since um, our original topic uh, won't be covered today, what we'll talk about today mm-hmm. is something I've mentioned multiple times before, mm-hmm. but it is uh, what I believe and what is basically what is like the fundamental of being a Muslim, mm-hmm. which is having sabr, patience. And um, sabr, patience is mentioned, it's almost synonymous with muslims at this point mm. like to have to be a muslim and to have faith is someone who is patient right so and i believe there's actually a saying behind that i, I didn't write that down unfortunately you know i just prepared this right now okay okay <laughs> chill chill but so first off what does it mean to you to be patient Ooh, that's a hmm? deep one that's a deep one i feel like i need like wind blowing i'll give you the right answers but i'll, I'll see what you come up with first, right okay? answers, yeah eh? exactly okay to me when I think of patience in Islam, um, I think about how this life is a trial. It's a test for mm-hmm. us. And so although we may be blessed with good times, we're also going to be inflicted with hardships. Mm-hmm. And part of the hardships, you know, when you look at it for face value, some people may say like, you know, you're not a favored one. If you have multiple hardships, your life is hard because you're not mm-hmm. a good person. It's actually the, total opposite yeah um if you are a favored person a hardship is basically like a test right and Mm -hmm. so the way that you pass the test is by being patient and being patient in that situation means that no matter what you're inflicted with you're continuing to um obey god you're continuing to fulfill your obligations you're continuing to avoid Mm -hmm. sinning and you don't you know you don't sin out of spite of being inflicted by uh, a hardship Mm -hmm. and actually I wrote down a saying of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is the real patience is at the first stroke of calamity, Ooh. of a calamity. You know, that's uh, narrated by Sahih, Sahih Bukhari. Okay. Wow, I got, look at you. I got, I got quotes out here for y'all. Okay. <laughs> Who are you? I'm just research here. Okay? <laughs> I feel like you need to wear a kalansua now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that just, that just like fell right into it. Mm. But okay. So that's actually like, one of the so actually patience can be broken down into three parts mm-hmm. at least that's what i found here okay okay and what you mentioned is what most people kind of relate patience to at least when it comes to like uh islam and how we react to situations we're finding ourselves in mm-hmm. but there's also there's like uh the patience when it comes to acts of worship mm. and what normally attracts people to and oh, sorry that's i'm reading another point there okay but there's a uh, um patience in worshiping allah and ad- adhering to his commands then there's also patience in avoiding sins and acts of disobedience mm-hmm. so like the first one the mo- first one i mentioned there is like fighting your nafs basically right because like a lot of the times um like people struggle and you hear this all the time people struggling with even the basic obligations right yeah so that being able to do those even when you're struggling with doing them even finding time and all that that's an act that's patience in itself as well yeah right 
Um, and the second part, so I actually wanted to... Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Point out how the second one that I mentioned where there's patience in avoiding sins and acts of disobedience, mm-hmm. I feel like, and the third part, sorry, is uh, patience in decree of Allah and all calamities. Mm-hmm. So you spoke about the calamities, mm-hmm. but then there's, the opposite to that is like avoiding the sins. Yeah. And I feel like us in the West, mm-hmm. we kind of deal with the... Um, uh, first two main things when it comes to patience. Yeah, I mean, day. even the second one mainly yeah. when it comes to avoiding the sins and, and being disobedient because there are so many opportunities yeah. here in the West, right? Yeah. And um, normally the third part of patience, which is like um, um, being uh, patience in the, with the decree of Allah and calamities is something that a lot of people in the East have to deal with at least in this day and age. Yeah. At least that's a majority of them are what they're dealing with right now because there's a lot of war, there's famine, mm. there's, um, what else is there? There's war, there's famine, <laughs> there's there's other words that I'm trying to think there, but um, mm, there's lack a, there's of resources, droughts, drought, all of those things that they're poverty, kind of dealing with. Yeah, but, violence. but fortunately, at least for us, and some of you people may say, unfortunately, like I mentioned last week, mm. we have an abundance of all these things, right? Yeah. So our... Uh, test with patience is coming with avoiding the sins and being making sure that we're obedient and not disobeying Allah's commands basically yeah I mean 
when you think about it, like we know as Muslims that things are prohibited for uh, prohibited for us. Yeah, things are prohibited in Islam for a reason. We may not have the exact reason because Allah is the most wise, but mm-hmm. we know that things are prohibited and that we should do our absolute best to stay away from them. Mm-hmm. It's funny how this world works because we live in a country where the things, the exact things are, that are prohibited are things that are celebrated, encouraged, mm-hmm. and we're like told, <clears throat> you know, yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, it seems like almost everything that we're told to avoid is what's celebrated and what's made to be cool or what's made yeah. to be hip. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's very, um, like, even even if it looks like it's easy for some people to avoid those things, it's still a test. Mm-hmm. It's still a test, like... You know, sometimes like, for example, like here's one that like I feel like now it's almost like an afterthought, but mm-hmm. like something like a like me wearing hijab and covering up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I started wearing hijab when I was like full time, full time, probably when I was like 14. Mm-hmm. I kind of played around with it and tried my best when I was 12. Yeah. But then I like put it on and didn't take it off when I was 14. And that's like during your very formative years in life. Yeah. You know, what's fun? I want to ask you something about that because I've been seeing a lot of TikToks about it. Yeah. But like, no, don't worry. It's not the oh, scary. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going sh- to make me show a photo from when no, I was no, 14. No, 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 no. But like, I've been seeing, it's kind of funny, but like a lot of times, especially now in Ramadan, there's mm-hmm. a lot of women who are posting being like, I'm finally hijabi yeah. for the first time. Yeah. But they're like, when you return hijabi on a random Tuesday and have nothing else to wear. <laughs> and it starts showing like all the clothes they wear. Yeah. And it's like literally like nothing covers the skin. And half and all these girls are like relating to this because they're like, yeah, we literally didn't know what to put on. We had to like wear our abayas basically 24 seven. Uh, well, I was still like really young at the time, yeah. but like, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you remember this. But oh, I yeah, would wear hijab I, with like capris and a exactly. t-shirt. <laughs> exactly. What I was for honestly the first image i thought of when you of you wearing a hijab is you guys in t-shirts and shorts <laughs> at least my hair was covered <laughs> yeah. and that's why i said like i when i say i played around with it is because i i was a kid still i was 12 yeah like, yeah yeah you know obviously like my mom his mom like all of the elder women in our lives wore it mm-hmm. but like i also like i have an older brother like we i don't have an older sister like yeah. i do have some older um girl cousins and I would always like look to them for inspiration, like, okay, if they can do it, I can mm-hmm. do it too. But like for the most part, like we were all around the same age and we were all literally figuring it out mm-hmm. together. So a lot of our, our photos back then were all wearing the same sort of thing. Yeah. Like we wore the same style we had the same style hijab. Mm-hmm. Who remembers tying it back with oh, the two yeah. pieces like this and then eventually it upgraded to a bun? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were You know which style you guys should bring back? The <laughs> no. The hijab that would cover all the way up to your shoulders. <laughs> Oh, the one piece. Go down your yeah. <laughs> Listen, okay, I still wear those for my walks and whenever I work. Do you out. actually? Yeah, but it's like two piece. Oh, okay, but remember there's one that had like the frills. Oh at my the god, bottom? no, no! <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's like photos of us on the yeah, fridge wearing those exactly. things. But um, yeah. So like, was I out there wearing capris and a t-shirt? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Was I out there wearing like showing my my neck and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. As I once I put it on when I was like fourteen, which was like the first day of high school, mm-hmm. was when I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna keep it on." Yeah, and I remember like sometimes, you know how you have those teachers that you're a little bit closer to sometimes, so you talk about life. Mm-hmm. Like one teacher asked me, like, "Hey, have you ever thought about taking it off?" Mm-hmm. Like I think she was just curious. Yeah, and I was like, you know, not until this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> 
really didn't think about yeah. it. But like now that you mention it, yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, "What would your parents say?" Like she was just asking. I guess yeah. I don't know. Maybe she had a hidden agenda. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But she asked me about it, and then I kind of started to like think about it. And I think at that point I was like sixteen. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it, and I was like nah mm-hmm. i can't do it like i just don't feel comfortable yeah and i feel like it it would literally like my whole identity would change i think mm-hmm. and to have patience in that moment you will be rewarded for it okay but then <laughs> but even but the whole point of me bringing up the hijab thing yeah. was that like i've been wearing it for so long now mm-hmm. that you would think like okay it's just a it's just another thought but like on those days where it's like 35 degrees mm-hmm. and i'm still covered and i'm just like man it is hot but you know it's hotter exactly yeah so you guys are literally always being tested with patience especially in public because just the idea of wearing the hijab and like you're outwardly showing your your islam or your religion basically and Mm. you're being representative for all that Mm -hmm. and just being constantly mind mindful of that Mm -hmm. i guess is an act of worship and also um you're practicing patience right yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that, remember when we, a couple, ep- was it last episode or the episode before where we spoke about um, the intentions and, you know, making the intention that you're covering for the sake of Allah, like it's not just I'm covering out of habit, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's like one, you get rewarded for that. But then two, because of where we live, like you could potentially be a target. I mean, I don't know if Islamophobia is as rampant mm-hmm. in Toronto as it was like. Wasn't there recently like a, a masjid? in the city that was like um they spray painted all this stuff on it in toronto yeah really i remember seeing i don't know maybe it was in america i I think it was in toronto though it was like somewhere in uh, in canada what yeah like people spray it almost happens once a year at least once a year at least once every ramadan specifically what are they competing with the people in In america (laughs) no who the people in palestine oh how they constantly keep yeah. attacking the palestinians every ramadan yeah like, without fail they just keep coming back exactly but. make dua for the people of pa- palestine by the way yeah exactly mm-hmm. um but but yeah like something as simple as that like it's you know every summer when you're like out there in your mm-hmm. shorts and your t-shirt i'm just like man well i wouldn't really i, I guess i wore shorts like once yeah okay whatever like, pants yeah. and t-shirt but like yeah. the, the fact that like you you guys could be so free exactly and we have to cover up and it's mm-hmm. all you know what like I'm not like envious and I'm not like, I'm just going to take it off. Like, no, mm-hmm. I, it's just those, mo- those are the moments where you literally have to fight your nafs and be mm-hmm. patient. Yeah. And you're being rewarded for it. Right. So it's not like it's not going to anything or it's not well, benefiting. It's not benefiting. It's not benefiting you in some way. It is benefiting. It is benefiting you. That's why. Yeah. I mean. yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's either you're rewarded or your sins are erased. So yeah. either way, a win is a win. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What's a way that like you feel that because like that's an example where i mm-hmm. or or hijabis in general like practice patience like what's yeah. an example for like a man like in, you know speak for the guys i think for uh, for, for men specifically i mm. feel like there's nothing really sp- because the hijab is really like the big um not split what do you call it again like the big difference when it comes to the things we have to deal with on a daily basis because mm. like outside of that I feel like all the other things that we have to be patient with, like dealing with people or um, um, making sure that you're following the obligations, all the things are things that people generally, men or women, have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So to think of something specifically for men. I have one. What? 
I feel like because I, <laughs> I remember one of our cousins. Oh, um, actually, now I can think of one too. But go ahead. Okay, let me hear his first. Huh? Well, like there are certain responsibilities for men mm. because usually the men, the man is supposed to be like the provider. Yeah, I was so thinking ab- about that too. Exactly. So being it, so uh, being patient, relying on Allah, like not stressing too much about mm. um, whether you have like sustenance for the next day. Like these are things that a lot of men stress about, especially fathers and husbands. Like mm. I, I have made it there yet, you know, inshallah. We'll see. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that there's a lot of inner turmoil that goes on mm. with uh, trying to figure out what you're going to be doing. I know y'all want to be the passenger princesses too sometimes. You see, exactly. I know, I know. So, I so remembering to be patient in those times mm-hmm. where it seems like nothing's going your way or like you might not have what you need for the next day, that's, I think, a way that men exclusively have to deal with patience or like uh, it's unique to them. Yeah, I also think... Um, like for example, lowering mm-hmm. your gaze, especially in oh, the west yeah, in the summertime, like that's a big test for you guys. Yeah, because y'all know mm-hmm. you can look the first time if it's a glance, but the second yeah. time you better <laughs> lower your gaze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's hard when you live in a city or a society where, as the temperature increases, the clothes start to come off. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, people are like ba- basically. You know naked. what? Yeah, like with the turn of like. I don't know, with the advancement of social media, mm. I guess you could say. And like um, now the gym culture is becoming so much more popular on there. Yeah. But also the things that women are wearing in the gym yeah. is becoming a lot more like revealing and a lot more tight than it used to be. Like when I, in the, I don't remember it being this crazy in the first time that I used to go to gym like eight, ten years ago, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But now it's like I literally have to look at the floor the whole time. I, I want to... And maybe you may not be able to answer this, obviously, because mm-hmm. you're not a woman. But I'm just sometimes this thought comes into my mind because well, I, I get the gym posts, mm-hmm. too. Right. And I'll see like girls who and I I, I think I get it, but also like I don't because mm-hmm. uh, I can't really. But like, you know, like, for example, they're about to do like a squat set mm-hmm. with like a, a heavy um, weight. Yeah. And they're wearing like really tight tights. Mm hmm. And a long sleeve shirt, but then they tuck in the back of the shirt, like into the oh, sports yeah, bra. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, is that so that they're not constricted, or is it because they want to like they want people to see? Like, I don't get it. Um, I think it's mostly just a style choice, like. They, but uh, but at the same time, though, because yeah. I've also seen a bunch of videos where women are getting harassed at the gym, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying I'm not blaming the women at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I have to preface that. Okay? Yeah. All I'm saying is, is that like if you're wearing like if the only thing that is preventing you from basically being naked is like the thinnest mm-hmm. amount of cloth. Yeah. Where your whole shape is showing like mm-hmm. I can literally see your two your two butt cheeks. I don't yeah. to say the other word, but it's Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Like if I can see the whole like your whole body. I don't know if men realize I mean, if women realize how men work, but like you gonna be objectified, sis, men are going to be staring yeah and if you don't want them to stare at you then don't wear it or well, cover I, it up. some of them might want the men to stare at them. and that's if you the want thing, the right? men to stare at you that's mm-hmm. that's you okay? yeah that's you that's what you want yeah but you can't you can't you can't dress i think like that's that. that's where the like conversation comes like is it still on the onus of the man to lower his gaze well yeah at that point, I'll, right it, it always is yeah but we also know like i the, think it's because men are rewarding it right as because men are are because like women wouldn't do that if it wasn't something they felt was 
um, had some like positive feedback, right? They're not if they if women weren't getting attention for it, then I don't think it would the it would move in that direction where like they're getting more and more tight, less and less material. But it's because men are coming out and and. Uh, they're following. They're following these ladies. Like they're giving them millions and millions of followers. They're, they're paying for whatever services they provide. You mm. know what I mean. So at, at that point, it comes back to the men being like, like if it's hard to control men. You know, like, men have. I know, I know, but at the same time, <coughs> mm-hmm. and now I just sound like I'm going back and forth because at the same time, mm-hmm. as a woman, I'm telling you a lot of times that like women get dressed if they dress up whatever mm-hmm. it's usually to impress other women like that's actually yeah. what it is it's it's unless you're of course like in a relationship and maybe you're dressing up to like mm-hmm. for your guy whatever the case is but like for the most part people like women put on makeup you think a man knows contour and all that yeah. stuff? unless he's into makeup he's not gonna like a, the average man doesn't know the details of makeup they may mm-hmm. be able to tell that you're wearing something but like they don't know what it is and mm-hmm. they're not gonna be like "Ooh, your eyeshadow looks so nicely blended today <laughs> yeah you know, girls will notice that kind of stuff and they'll mm-hmm. compliment those kind of things. Um, and so it's I, I'm torn. Like, I'm really trying to understand. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is just a question I need to ask the girls. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, that's something maybe you should ask one of the girls who actually does it. <laughs> I know. But then, like, I al- I almost feel like we're in a time now where you can't even be curious and ask these things because it comes off as like, Oh, you're just being a hater mm-hmm. or you're just being a, what's the opposite of a simp? Like what's a pick me. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Like what, like simp for guys pick me for like, you're being a pick me by saying like, mm-hmm. you know, girls shouldn't dress this way. And it's like, no, I just, as a, as a Muslim who chooses to wear hijab, mm-hmm. like, and, and I th- again, I still think it comes down to like dopamine and like, first off, they think they look good. And that's fine. You can, but then like, like they should. know they might be getting attention from it. But then, okay, maybe I shouldn't generalize because there's mm-hmm. the like there are people who, you know what though? Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, let me stop myself because women get harassed no matter what they wear. Yeah. that's also true. <clears throat> but at the same time, it's like my the the only people that I don't understand are the people who dress like that mm-hmm. and then complain about being stared oh, at. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are the people. It's yeah. not everyone. So like I think I'm just organizing my thoughts now. Mm-hmm. Um Well, that was a big issue. I think I mentioned it before where a lot of women were filming themselves in the gym doing yeah. workouts yeah. and then they were calling out the men in the background who may not have even been glancing, but mm-hmm. even if they were glancing it's like can you help it? But like they were they were calling them out for this and and make them look like creeps when really they're just like chilling in the background and saw someone filming themselves and were like oh look there's someone filming themselves yeah and so but the internet really did uh kind of like fight back against that Mm -hmm. so now people are more like calling it out and be like no you're you're pushing you're like reaching far right yeah exactly looking for attention yeah so Mm -hmm. for once the internet actually made the right decision they were like okay chill yeah because like i just try to understand like i really try to understand like i really do Mm mm-hmm but even like when I go to the gym, I don't like and maybe it's just because like maybe if I wasn't a hijabi, like mm-hmm. I don't know where my limits of modesty. Maybe that's would a be. good sign that you're so far from that world mm-hmm. and that like idea and that culture that it, it doesn't even compute to you like why you would want to do that, right? Yeah, like like every time I think about it, I'm like, maybe if mm-hmm. maybe if I didn't wear hijab, like I think I would understand it more. Mm-hmm. Like I understand some people want the male gaze, mm-hmm. but some people want the female gaze. Mm-hmm. And I get that too. 
Well, it's the same reason guys like wearing like uh, these uh, thin. What do you call them? The the like it's like a white beater, but it has like a, a, a th- tank it's top? thinner. It's a tank top, exactly. Yeah. They like wearing the tank tops, uh, and even guys are now starting to wear like the really tight shorts. And that go up like right up to their like. I thought groin, they wore basically. that for each other, to be honest, because I don't know what girl. Finds well, like that guys, guys, I feel like they like it for the same reason that some of those women might do it is because they like the way they look. Mm-hmm. They like looking themselves in the mirror and be like, "Oh, I look like that person I watch on Instagram." Because I have all these gains, I might as well. Yeah, show them exactly. Like mm-hmm. I have the body. A lot of times, you'll see them start wearing that when they start getting the body that they yeah. idealized in their mind from what they've seen on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys do, and women do it. So it's really kind of both ends of the spectrum are doing it. Yeah, no, you're right. And and I think one thing that um people some people may not realize is that mm-hmm. uh, women have the um obligatory like hijab. Mm-hmm. But so do men. Men have to be modest too. Yeah. It's not just about lowering your gaze like men uh Muslim men have to also be modest and I think that a lot of times you know, some people are so quick to just point out things for the women, but like, yeah, brother, like in the look within in the, yourself. <laughs> yeah, like in the Shafi'i school, like we have to cover between uh, our navel our, our belly, ba- our, basically our belly button and our knees. Mm. So, um, of course, there are other schools of thought on exactly how much to cover, mm-hmm. but typically that's like the general consensus of what most men are kind of uh, think of as the aura for men. Yeah, aura meaning the place that you have to cover. So mm-hmm. we do have it ourselves uh unfortunately even i guess they would kind of be like non-hijabis like men who don't wear (laughs) 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 who like go out and don't wear anything on top i don't know i think i I guess no because then it depends on like the school that you're feeling you're following all that kind of stuff i wouldn't go that far because not because you know y'all got your own things to go with modesty goes beyond just how you dress it's also how you act how you speak all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's... Funny enough, when you mentioned how you act, yeah, there was actually a point that I uh, skipped here earlier. Mm-hmm. But um, first off, I said like to be... I wrote down here like to be a practicing Muslim is to be patient. But like it seems like that's the last thing Muslims usually master, mm-hmm. which is patience. Mm-hmm. And it's not an easy, easy thing to master because essentially when you're master... When, once you master patience, mm-hmm. that's when you've reached a level of like basically piety. Because mm. to master patience means that like you're avoiding all the sins, um, you're um, practicing all of the obligated. Uh, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mm-hmm. And, and even doing stuff on top of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's, it's not expected for everyone to master patience, but it should be something we all strive for, right? Yeah. Um, and one thing you see a lot now online is that a lot of people are non-Muslims. Usually they're attracted to Islam, not through our acts of worship first, mm-hmm. but usually because they see uh, how we deal with each other, our manners, which, our manners and, yeah. our, and our patience with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So having patience is also something that you can use to that we do use mm-hmm. to attract pe- non-Muslims and people who to Islam. Yeah, uh, we've we've uh, 
have we spoken about this i can really talk <laughs> yeah we, we've spoken about this before where we kind of said like you know nowadays you're you know you can do the regular dawah where you're mm-hmm. preaching um you know and you're, you're you're preaching the call to islam and you're yeah. teaching the rules um but i think like just by the way that the society is kind of going right now and mm-hmm. with the way that the internet has kind of has us all in a chokehold for the most part i think the the best way to like attract people to islam is literally how you act mm-hmm. people are attracted attracted to the discipline that muslims have yeah the fact that you know you we're so careful like mm-hmm. with our belief and how we go about things and even if someone is quote unquote like the worst muslim in the world whatever they mm-hmm. you know they they don't do any of their obligations and they do all the sins mm-hmm. they still at the end of the day like they hold firm to their belief yeah or at least i think they do i don't know they try to (laughs) they try to (laughs) yeah and i feel like a lot of the people who are struggling with Mm. their dean and all that Mm. like in the back of mind they all i feel like a lot of them still have that like inner strive to like at least eventually get to a point where they can be more better in their dean and like get closer to allah and 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 all that stuff yeah a prime example of that is um ramadan like Mm -hmm. ramadan is a huge test yeah imagine not eating or drinking anything like you're doing a dry the fast. Ultimate practice of patience. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like y'all know, sometimes mm-hmm. when you begin hangry, <laughs> mm-hmm. that is when you're like really tested. Yeah. Like I was driving here, and this guy, out of nowhere, okay, you know where I was. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, this doesn't give away where. Whatever. No. Um, I was at Warden and Ellesmere, and you know it's like right before the Costco, mm-hmm. and everyone's in that one left lane um, to turn into Costco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was in the very right lane because I know. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to make the light. There's three seconds left. Oh, I And know this guy yeah. who was held by all the other cars starts to like slowly merge into inch. your thing. So mm-hmm. I held my beep mm-hmm. while I'm listening to my dear about like, you yeah. know, the prophet <laughs> is like merciful and all. I'm like he, the prophet of mercy, sent to us as a mercy, sorry. Yeah. And I'm just like, released my hand. The guy looked back at me. I looked at him and I was like, ooh, I would give you the finger and cuss you out mm-hmm. right now. But remember what I said earlier, the real patience is at the first strike stroke of a calamity. And so <laughs> I took my foot off the gas. I took my hand off the horn mm-hmm. and I let him in. Like a good Muslim would. I let him in front of me <laughs> and then he swerved away thinking that he got his way. But I was like, no, you're lucky. You're mm-hmm. so lucky. Yeah. It is Ramadan. And you know what? And I say that jokingly, but I really do. The habits that we try to cultivate within Ramadan, like mm-hmm. obviously we need to, I, and this is a reminder to myself first, of course. Mm-hmm. I need to work on extending those habits beyond just Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Ramadan is almost like, you know, it's like this the the same way that we have like New Year's goals, we have Ramadan goals. Yeah. It's sort of like you're resetting. It's like a spiritual cleanse, a spiritual mm-hmm. reset for how, even though it's a ninth month in the calendar, yeah, still for the, like, the remainder of the year, um, Ramadan is always like that. Mm-hmm that cleanse that you need and so from that point forward it's almost like you're turning a new leaf yeah Yeah. ironically enough Mm -hmm. now like a lot of non-muslims are realizing that yeah and using it almost as that as like a spiritual cleanse in a way i've seen a lot of people on tiktok saying that they um are practicing yeah and i'm actually you know what's funny i wrote that Mm -hmm. down is non-muslim influencers practicing ramadan appropriation i'm gonna be careful with how i answer that Mm -hmm. i think religiously speaking obviously we know that 
um, in order for your good deeds to be accepted and written down for you, mm-hmm. you have to have the correct belief in Allah and his messengers. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. I'm not going to argue about that. Yeah. However, if by them practicing Ramadan and truly understanding the the why behind it and mm-hmm. getting a taste of Islam in the best way possible, if that will eventually open the doors to their heart to accept Islam as their religion, mm-hmm. fast all you want, baby boo. <laughs> yeah. Come to my house for iftar. <laughs> what know? would you say? So uh, appropriation doesn't have to be a bad thing. Maybe it's been given such a negative it is. connotation I it because... A, yeah, I thought it was a negative thing. Is it? Is it? Is the word inherently bad? Like, does it... Or does it, has it been given a negative connotation because of all the cultural appropriation that has admittedly actually been going on for other things like black culture specifically that's like the main one well the definition technically is the action of taking something for one's own use typically without the owner's permission so it kind of mm. is like negative okay okay yeah then you know what yeah i guess appropriation would be have inherently is negative but i do see it like you mentioned it can be a positive in that those people might it might open a door to them mm-hmm. actually looking into why we do this um and maybe even like looking into what the religion is and then going further on from there i think it only really becomes it go ahead you were about to say something i was just gonna say uh and maybe i can find this clip again so we can insert it here mm-hmm. but i i was on instagram mm-hmm. and i saw this video i think it was like from do you follow mustafa briggs yeah yeah he posted this um this guy who was making the adhan in a very like I've oh never, yeah have you seen that one and he's yeah like, it's like a Samoan, Samoan. yeah yeah I and I I saw that and I was like oh that's cool mm-hmm. like I've never ever ever like heard something like that before yeah. and that's so interesting that like people can make it their own but still practice mm-hmm. the religion in the same way exactly I thought it was very interesting yeah because people want to they don't want to give up what they, their identity in a way like their their cultural or traditional identity sometimes. Uh, and islam usually is um what do you call it open enough to like allowing for of course to to an extent allowing you to be able to um not play but like uh do like a a a remix on certain things like the adhan Mm -hmm. like you don't have to do exactly like you heard if you can as long as you pronounce it correctly yeah yeah as long as you pronounce everything correctly and you have the what is it the um what's that word for saying things correctly starts with a t Talaki? No, is it talaki? Like where you've you've spread it on someone else and confirmed? No, 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 no. Like t- uh, tajweed. Tajweed, oh. exactly. As long as you have that correct uh, said correctly, then yeah, you can kind of like try and put your own spit on it. <laughs> what are you dying? You guys, listen, just loud. <laughs> yeah, and it's like almost iftar time too, uh, a couple hours away. Yeah, yeah um but what was i getting at there yeah i was just saying like yeah you can kind of almost it's almost like not appropriating but like change it in your own way or make it your own thing yeah and and you know what though like i I realized this um i realized how i don't want to say i was Mm close-minded how sheltered my thought process was because Mm -hmm. obviously like we're haredi and you know, we, the community that we grew up in was, we only really saw most, for the most part anyways, were the the Haredi cultural practices and religious mm-hmm. practices, but also like the Arab cultural and religious practices. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything else. Yeah. And then I'm like, 
yo, there's like, there's like Vicar in other languages. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't even know that thing exists. I thought it was just like strictly Harari and Arab thing. And that's how like sheltered I was in my yeah. thought process. Or even like how, you know, the styles of how people do things in Islam. Mm-hmm. Like the whole concept in general is the same. Yeah. But it's like different fonts, you know? Exactly. That's the yeah, that's nice same words, right different there. font. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what was the original thing that we were coming? Oh yeah, we're talking about Muslim influencers. So I was talking about like how it can it can be taken too far if they start to like gain sponsorships from this. Oh yeah, that's that's appropriation. Yeah, that could, that would be appropriation. But also, but the one thing that could be said that might be a negative is that is that like they're doing it to attract a Muslim audience. But then like outside of ramadan they're just gonna get back to their original content and mm. like you're, you're you're pulling all these people in who who liked you for your um muslim focused content i guess you could say but then you would be more like maybe uh exposing them to things that wouldn't really fall in line with the muslim values or muslim religion and 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 our rules or ideas basically so uh that that i'm just saying you know to be uh can we even say devil's advocate i feel like you could in a way. I don't know. I don't know. It's a saying. Okay. It's yeah, a metaphor. As they say. As they say. You yeah. know. Be the devil's advocate. And just say like that could be something that. Where someone may make a point like that. And something that I, that I thought of for a second. Yeah. And I think. You know. At the end of the day. If you're. If you see. Someone who. Is a non-Muslim. And. And. Whatever. They're an influencer. And they want to partake in. Ramadan, they want to fast. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I guess our responsibility as Muslims is that if they if if they come to you with questions, like that's your opportunity to teach them. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's it's. I'm just trying to think about like where I want to go with my point here, like mm-hmm. where I want to land. <laughs> you know? Do I want to land there? But like the the whole point of the fact is that like what I said like couple minutes ago mm-hmm. is that uh they're not rewarded the same way that muslims are yeah and i know some people are gonna listen to this and be like well a good person's a good person yeah yeah and i'm not saying you're not a good person mm-hmm. i'm just saying i'm talking about the word the rewardability the condition for your fasts for your prayers for your good deeds in general to mm-hmm. be accepted is that by allah is that you have to be a muslim mm-hmm. that's it that's literally it yeah you know so um that's why I said, like, if if someone fasting is mm-hmm. eventually going to lead them to embracing Islam, then by all means, I will encourage them. Mm-hmm. But if they're fasting as a way to kind of gain a Muslim audience, just to grow their fan base in general, and then go back yeah. to doing whatever it is they were doing before mm-hmm. Ramadan, then, like, you know, at the same time, like, we don't know what people's intentions are, right? Like, yeah, are we exactly. to sit here and judge... That goes for Muslims or non-Muslims. Yeah. Like, we don't know yeah. what they're... Like, all you can say is you can watch from a distance and just make dua and say, may Allah guide them. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Because originally... Like, not originally, but in, initially, they might be thinking thinking of Ramadan as just a content opportunity. Yeah. Right? Where they don't really think about all the extra stuff, that why we do it, all that. They're like, oh, there's a big audience currently. Mm-hmm. Like, the algorithm is pushing this now mm. since a lot of muslims are practicing this is like one thing that all of us are doing at the same time so yeah. it seems like the algorithm kind of caught on to that yeah, yeah that's why you're seeing a lot of non-muslims even getting this uh mm. stuff but once they see that they're like oh you know i gotta take a 
advantage of this opportunity Mm -hmm. but then you know of course like you mentioned that could open the door to them learning more about actually what islam is and all of that so yeah um, it's um what might be seen as negative initially but actually or what be what may be uh they might initially come in to exploit the issue but then they end up benefiting from it at the end yeah and i think you know just because that happens right like say someone does benefit from the content Mm -hmm. and then they don't embrace islam yeah it's not a. It's not like a race. Someone once said it's not, it's a marathon, not a race. Yeah, I don't know who said that. Also, <laughs> was uh, it Nipsey? What? Uh, no, Nipsey didn't come up with that. See, <laughs> he had he had the marathon like brand. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, that's why I thought he said it. Who no, said it? who said that's that? That's like an old line. It's probably like an old adage. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Anyways, the whole point of that, like what I was trying to get. Yeah, <laughs> I really thought he said it though. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not like obviously you know if someone embraces islam sooner like that's yeah. better for them and also you have to remember that the audience because that person who may be doing that their audience probably isn't already already like largely muslim but then all those people are also being exposed to ramadan and they might google up what's ramadan did you see that tiktok about the guy who made um suhoor for his roommate that was muslim like, oh yeah like, yeah yeah i saw like, that too. even that like i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure like that guy knows a little bit about Ramadan because of his roommate. Exactly. And he maybe saw it as, I mean, I don't know. Allahu alam. No, maybe. they've been making like my Muslim roommate content for a while. I've seen that. Oh, video. have they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I've yeah. never seen that guy before. I just ran. No, they've been making it. it for a while now. Okay, so yeah. then in that case, like he probably has like you know because I I think that video really mm-hmm, got it did. popular. Yeah. And so a lot of the Muslim people that were watching it were like, oh, we love this acceptance and like. Thank you for embracing, you know, our Muslim brother. Mm-hmm. And those are one of the people that you're like, may Allah guide him. Maybe exactly. he'll fast next year. I don't know. Yeah. I know like people at like my coworkers who aren't Muslim, mm-hmm. th- they've even said, they've offered, they're like, can we fast with you? Like, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how it goes. Like, yeah. And they've asked me that question and I'm just like, you know, if they're listening to this, they're probably like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Did you tell them no? I didn't tell them no. I just made silent duas for them instead. <laughs> what are you gonna pull up with like uh quran and like (laughs) the mukhtasar and be like (laughs) sorry let's let's just have a quick like (laughs) book club yeah exactly hey how many that's like okay guys book club or like workbook club first book mukhtasar (laughs) by the way guys Mukhtasar means sum- the summary. Oh yeah, it's like uh, sorry, it's a summary. It's like uh, basically like there's books that are made like a it's a summary of basically what we believe. Yeah, our yeah. obligations, that kind of stuff. Yeah, all of the personal obligatory um, knowledge yeah. are they're summarized into books. Because when we grew up, we went to an Islamic school and it was called the Mukhtasar. Yeah, because it was basically a summary of all the stuff we needed to know. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, if y'all ever want to holla at us, we'll we'll get you some resources. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. like. Imagine we do book club after work or something. And I'm like, yeah. And for today's book, we're going to read Al-Quran. <laughs> <laughs> and you start with like, Bakr- oh my God. Yo. What? So like, you know how I was going through the Quran? Mm-hmm. Like, and going through its meaning. Mm-hmm. So like, I never went through the meaning. At least like I've gotten, you know how we always get like excerpts, right? Yeah. So I never went through like the full thing straight yeah. for. I didn't realize you know, this shows you how ignorant I was, even as a Muslim. I didn't realize, like, how much information just Bakra had. Like, it has everything. I'm like, do you... Like, everything. <laughs> it has, like, the rules of divorce. You didn't know? No. I mean, it's, <laughs> no. A, it's like, um, it's like hundreds the, of ayahs. 
286 exactly yeah but like it has it has like uh, a bunch of um uh hadith not hadith what do you call them dua to make yeah. it has like the rules of divorce it has like the story of like moses and uh prophet moses is it would you say prophet yeah i don't know why i, I struggle with that <laughs> you good because <laughs> i'm so used to saying prophet muhammad it just, just it didn't oh. sound right in my head um um and like what else did it have it had like the rules of um what was it shoot Okay, I'm forgetting it now, but it has like a lot as in there. So yeah. like, yeah, I, I suggest, I know it's my goal, but I, just, I suggest if you're not doing it already, just go through like Bakara alone. Yeah. Of like just learning the meaning behind each line. Um, yeah, I still have a lot to go though. A couple years ago, I went through the whole translation of the Fatiha. Like, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. A couple years ago. Yeah. And I remember like when I went through it, I'm like, yo, I recite this every single day exactly and i didn't know that this is basically a dua that starts like and one thing you realize is that like now because i'm like listening to the quran Mm. and also going through the meaning like in and the way that i'm doing it it has like each word Mm. um like it has the english word under each of the arabic words yeah so like you start to pick up on the arabic behind it Mm -hmm. and i feel like if if i were to go through this like multiple times um and like start reading along with it and stuff because right now i'm just trying to get the english translation for it um like i could probably start to understand it like when, yeah. if someone were to say the line mm-hmm. i would understand the gist of what they're saying basically yeah like even when we're in like islamic lectures yeah and, and certain hadiths or things that we've heard before mm-hmm. and we've like studied it and we kind of know the meaning yeah when they say it now i'm like oh i know what that means and i feel so like good mm-hmm. about myself because yeah. i understood one air <laughs> Yeah, but that's like, one thing I've envied about, like, people who know I Arabic. Know, and who understand the Quran. Yeah. No, even people who know Arabic, like, any dialect of Arabic, they it's easier for them to kind of get into it and understand it if they just put a little bit more effort. But yeah. Be, if you don't know Arabic at all... I mean, then... it's not just that you need to know the language. You also need to have the Islamic knowledge, right? Oh, because, yeah, exactly. I mean, we, if, we talk into, if we're talking about, like, the tafsir, like, the translation of the Quran, like... Oh yeah, you guys you, know the language is very vast. Yeah, uh, one word alone could have many meanings. Exactly, it could mean many different things, and that's why I would suggest if anyone wants to go through it. I'm always surprised how like people who, um, you know, it's good that this is their way they got it, but like people who don't know anything about Islam and the first thing they do is just go straight to the English translation. Yeah, I'm like, you need a sheikh, bro. <laughs> you need someone. <laughs> I know, but that's a lot of people this. do that. Like they'll read like the English translation yeah. of the Quran and they still. Yeah, it just shows you how powerful the Quran is alone. I mean, it was one of the biggest miracles. Yeah. So, you know. But like, of course, now, like, because I already have a lot of that basis in knowledge, I kind of understand. I've I've gone through these at least individually some point in my life. Mm -hmm. At least I can understand like the meaning of what this is referring to, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I would would first suggest if you're ever going to do this, like as a Muslim, just like first make sure you have a good understanding of your basic knowledge and then yeah uh, maybe you can go through it that way yeah mm-hmm. um or or read it and if you have questions or you oh yeah exactly that too ask a trusted source and yeah then, uh, go from there yeah okay guys we're gonna take a quick break here and we'll be back in just a second so one thing the reason that patience is also so important and or what makes us realize that patience is so important is because it's actually mentioned i think like 90 plus times in the quran like the idea of patience, but also, um, unfortunately, there's a lot of things. This is something that a lot of us kind of like fall into, mm-hmm. 
Um, but anytime a Muslim is wronged and they have a right on someone, whether it's like a family member is killed or like that's the most extreme one, I guess. Um, or in other cases, you've been robbed, you've been robbed or something mm. in the Quran. A lot of the times after it mentions that and what you're owed at the end, it usually says that uh, it is better to forgive, even if you have a right to compensate. So a lot of the times, like I've, even when I was going through the Quran, like the uh, translation, translation of it, a lot of the times it would say what you're what you have a right to. Mm. And even in cases of divorce, like what you have a right to, it would say at the end, like, but it is better to like forgive or, or to let it be or just ask for a loss reward in case instead. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason that patience is like so important to to uh, or so being patient, something to remind yourself of being in Islam. Yeah. Even, or as a Muslim. Even if, you know, it's your right to um, be compensated and not necessarily monetarily compensated, but mm-hmm. like to get your right back from the person who wronged you. Um, the rewardability of forgiving someone for the sake of God is so much more greater. Mm-hmm. And so it's not an easy thing to do. Imagine if, if you're listening to this right now, think of you know, a person that you may be upset with and, you know, think about what it would take for you to forgive them Mm -hmm. and then think about forgiving them without them even asking, even though they should ask for your forgiveness. But even if they don't ask and you forgive them for the sake of Allah, think about the rewardability that you get from that. And like the honestly, like the peace that you feel, because a lot of times it requires so much energy to hold Mm -hmm. grudges on people. um, And, even if like it's something that's like, oh, this person did me so dirty, like I'm never gonna speak to them again. Yeah. If you have that type of mentality, you know, like it's so much effort to like ignore somebody. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, cause then especially if you're if you see this person's in your community or something, like they're a friend or yeah. or they were a friend or whatever the case may be. Um, and if they're in your community and you have to like actively go out of your way to ignore them, mm-hmm. it's just And would you not rather be rewarded for trying to mend that or just foregoing any of that like negative feelings you have towards that person. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think, you know what though, like at the same time, it's good to be a forgiving person. I think, yeah. you know, you should always strive to be forgiving. Allah is the most merciful and the most forgiving. Mm-hmm. And so who are we, who are we to hold grudges on people? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So in that sense, um, the way that I, the way that I like, sometimes think about it though is like if you're forgiving someone and then they wrong you again and you Mm -hmm. forgive them and they wrong you again and then you forgive them and eventually you're like okay until when like until when am i gonna you know what i mean like make do out for them maybe ask ask that allah protects you from this person's harm Mm -hmm. and and maybe they'll stop or you know yeah well like i I guess there's a question there was like can patience be taken too far like can you be you know how like um because I think there was a case, I forget which shift he was like replying to a question where there was like a lady who was like in a abusive relationship and she thought that it would be better to be patient in that abusive re- and take the abuse. And the sheikh was like, he, patience is a virtue, like it's a good thing, but like it's up to a point where if you're physically getting harmed, like yeah. don't use patience as an excuse to stay in that situation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, at, at the end of the day, you have to kind of do what's best for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's what I was alluding to as well. Okay, there you that, go, like, yeah. You know, you can be forgiving and you can have patience 
uh, until you absolutely can't. Mm-hmm. If you're bringing harm to yourself by being patient, for example, this situation where someone's being abused in a relationship, like you can leave. Mm-hmm. That's a justifiable reason for you to like, you know what I mean? I just don't. I think sometimes because I feel like this happens and I feel mm-hmm. like I have this internal conflict all the time. Yeah, I think that's like, what everybody kind of deals with this issue. This like, is like the hardest part. of. I patience. should be patient, but I don't want to be naive. Mm-hmm. You know, like let's just say, for example, Amir, someone stole five hundred dollars mm-hmm. from you. Yeah. And you were so annoyed, but you're like, I'm just going to forgive them. Allah ta'ala, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then like a month later, another two fifty gets stolen from you. Mm-hmm. Then you're like. Damn it, bro. Just ask me if you want the money. Like, ask me. I would have yeah. given it to you, you know? Yeah. So you're like, you're still annoyed, but you forgive him again. Yeah. Then well, I, it, usually you wouldn't say nothing at that point. You'd be like, or would you say nothing? Nah, I'd beat the. I mean. Nah, exactly. We're, we're practicing patience up. here, okay? I would. <laughs> I would say, my brother or sister in Islam. Yeah. Do you require some financial aid mm-hmm. from me? If you do, ask me. Yeah. If I have the means, I will help you. But please mm-hmm. don't steal from my money without my permission. That's mm-hmm. stealing. That's haram. Yeah, I'd go that route. Or you can be like, probably don't allude to that fact that you know they take money. It'd be like, hey, are you? Have you been short recently? Like, are you okay financially? Are you doing okay? Yeah, that's one way to go about it. Yeah, that's one way. You know, where you're not accusing them immediately. But if you know it's them, because then they can just deny it. They can deny it, but Allah sees everything. Okay. <laughs> So, I guess so, yeah, but like, you know, that's how I would say okay. it. Allah sees me and Allah hears me. Allah is all knowing. Okay. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you better not yeah. lie. That's also another thing a lot of lines end with is like Allah is all knowing and all seeing. So, yeah. Remember that, people. And exactly. um, there's actually one line by the mm. prophet I wanted to, I, I thought it was funny, like, just like how it is. It was, um, oh, shoot. No, this is not the right one. But essentially, it was like, just to paraphrase it, mm. it's basically like um, the believer who like mixes with people mm-hmm. who are pretty annoying, mm. but is patient with them mm-hmm. is like uh, better than the believer who does not mix with people um, uh, to avoid their annoyance. So, you know, what? tag your friend. <laughs> I would tell... <laughs> I can't say this on camera. So, so, so shout out to that annoying friend. <laughs> I'll just say, you know, you mm. technically that annoying friend is getting you is, is is helping you be rewarded by Allah for your patience with them. Well, it's not always a friend. Sometimes you don't have a choice but to be around these people. Exactly. So just realize that when you're around annoying people mm. and and you choose to be patient with them, you know, and, and, and don't get angry with them, you are technically being rewarded for that as well. Yeah. So keep the annoying people around if you want to continue not play. <laughs> Well, if you want to continue to be rewarded for that. I think it's like, it's like here's a good example. Yeah. You go to the mosque. Let's say you're going to pray Taraweh or you're mm-hmm. doing a community iftar or whatever the case may be. Yeah. As you know, the mosque is not limited to your friends and family. Yeah. It's, limited, it's open to the community. Mm-hmm. And in life, not everybody is meant to be BFFs. Mm-hmm. So you may have, you know, an auntie or an uncle, depending on which side of the masjid yeah. you're at that like you know you let's just say you you got your perfect position in the the prayer line mm-hmm. and they just like booty bumped you <laughs> mm-hmm. and you'd be like yo what's your deal yeah and you're like you know what you're an elder i'm gonna respect you and i'm gonna mm-hmm. have patience you can stand here it's the perfect spot yeah. it's all yours i'm gonna stand in the back everyone's got that you know annoying person somewhere in their life 
All I'm saying is that, be that, forgiving and be patient exactly. and be kind, but don't be naive. Exactly, exactly. If someone is like... Make your voice heard if you feel like it will benefit the situation. Yeah, like I don't think standing up for yourself is wrong. Mm-hmm. You can stand up for yourself and still be respectful. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, patience, kindness, mm-hmm. respect, they all kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there are people who could be patient, but they're passive aggressive. Oh, yeah. You know? That's that's the worst. Because, like, you can see that, like, passive aggressive is still being aggressive in a way, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is that really being patient? To be patient, maybe to say nothing. Or to at least, like, maybe take yourself out of the situation. Mm. Instead of saying something that, you know, might, like, imply that you're not you're you're angry or that you might get angry from this situation and that's the thing right okay let's let's touch on that for a sec okay okay? let's let's touch on anger for a sec Mm -hmm. because we are human beings we're not Mm -hmm. robots we can't suppress our feelings some Mm -hmm. people may have that ability and mashallah to them yeah but it's it's almost like humanly impossible to suppress feelings such as anger Mm -hmm. sadness frustration yeah etc and so when we say be patient, we're not saying suppress your emotions. Mm-hmm. Being patient when you're angry, what that could look like is like, for example, um, someone does something to upset you. And let's say it's you, okay? And, and this is totally out of Amir's character, so that's why I'm using mm-hmm. him as an example. But let's just say somebody um, stepped on Amir's brand new shoes at the masjid. Mm-hmm. And when Amir was like, hey, like, what are you doing? The guy brushed him. And walked away. Mm-hmm. Amir has the physical capability to knock somebody out if he really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But instead, he was like, you know what? I'm, I'm upset, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to hurt him. So he, he walks over calmly to the brother and says, excuse me, next time, can you just watch where you're going? Like, you just stepped on my shoes and, and you don't want to do that to other people. Yeah. That is a calm way. Like, you're, you're, you could still be upset. Yeah. But you're respecting him. Mm-hmm. You're not embarrassing him because you're not saying it in front of everyone. You're pulling him aside. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Versus if you said like, yo, what's your deal? And you're screaming in the mustard and everyone can see. And now it's like a huge scene and you're, yeah. you're embarrassing him. You see the difference? Definitely. That was a huge difference. Yeah, yeah for sure. That was an extreme. I know. Yeah. But so, like, th- yeah, that would be like a, a middle ground when it comes to patience, I think. Like, yeah. Or like, for example, here's another. Mm-hmm. Here's a more less silly example. But like, for example, um, if you have a really close friend or family member who passes away. Mm hmm. You are allowed to be upset and cry and, and be sad. Mm-hmm. But when people say, you know, in Harari culture, when we say like, that means mm-hmm. may God give you patience and peace. Yeah. Um, and so you can cry, but like, don't. When we say when we when we're when we're asking a lot, don't to, go to the extreme. Yeah. Like, don't be like wailing and yeah. like you stopped eating now and your your life is now being impacted where your health is. Like mm-hmm. you're not eating, you're not sleeping, you're you're just crying constantly, and like death is is it's a loss, and and everyone obviously grieves differently. But mm-hmm. when you think about when you really like remind yourself of this life and the fact that it is temporary and that death is expected for all of us, like we are all gonna die. Yeah. So those who think that they're gonna be immortal, not gonna happen. We're all gonna die. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen to every single one of us. We don't know when our time is. Yeah. Amir could die before me, or I could die before him. Allahu alam. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like don't um, having patience is like accepting what has happened to you mm-hmm. and continuing to persevere through Islam. 
Yeah, and actually there's a saying by the prophet, I'm going to paraphrase here again, but I believe it's uh, the one um, the one who is patient when someone close to them, like a friend or a family member has passed away, will be granted Jannah for that. So like just mm. being patient for losing someone like that, when uh, I believe, let me, let me look up the line exactly. Um, yeah, because when you think about it, losing someone... Mm-hmm uh from from them passing away is a is a big hardship like it's it's a huge calamity when you think about it like that's not easy to lose somebody that's close to you whether it's your Mm -hmm. friend your parent your sibling anyone in your friends or family or whoever the case may be you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. being patient is not going to be easy in that sense yeah and when you see the people who are i'm like i've seen people in my community where someone close to them whether it's their spouse or their parent has passed away and yeah, they're sad, as expected, as we all would be. Um, but then the way that they carry themselves, I'm like, wow, mashallah. Like, mm-hmm. they're so strong. Like, that is the definition of, like, truly relying on Allah and being patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll put, up, I'll put up the quote or, like, the actual oh, line. Oh, you found it? No, no I, I can't find it here. Oh, okay. I, the weird thing is that I put them all on the dock earlier, but I yeah. guess they never showed up or maybe it never Did saved correctly. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Um, but you know what? For for at least the visual, for people watching on YouTube, yeah. you'll see the visuals of all the lines that I'm trying to like quote here, because these are just that things are... I read um, in passing, basically. I hope that entices you to go to our YouTube channel now that we've hit 3K. Yeah, exactly. Next tro- next stop is 5K. Yeah. No, I'm skipping 4K. We're going to 5K right yeah, away. We're, <laughs> we're skipping 4K. What are we at right now? Oh, we're at an hour and 14. Hi. <laughs> uh, do you guys like like? longer like more than an hour mm-hmm. type of episodes or wh- what's your what's your vibe guys <laughs> no nah, they're gonna know. if you ask them like the only people who are be vocal are the ones who want like two hours or whatever <laughs> yeah but you know what like sometimes <laughs> i've seen some of the comments where they're like mm-hmm. i wish this was like 10 hours long i'm like exactly see those are the people who come maybe, out of the woodwork maybe and we start leaving get, comments we should get like twitch or something which you probably just learned about Twitch the other day. Isn't that the whole live stream thing? <laughs> yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. Imagine we did like a 10-hour live stream. We'd probably get kicked off. Why? Twitch is like super woke. And oh. they're like, yeah, they usually kick off people who so are like... you don't think we're woke? Huh? You don't think we're woke? No, I mean like woke as in like um, the traditional Islamic values are not something that they would probably want promoting on their platform, you know? So they're not woke. They're just racist. Prejudice, yeah. Prejudice, yeah. Islamophobic. Exactly, uh, exactly. So we don't need Twitch then. Or maybe, maybe they're not. Because actually, one of the big there are there is one big uh, Twitch streamer is a lady who uh, is a hijabi, mm-hmm. uh, and actually there are a few other hijabis on there as well. Oh, but like, but their content is not geared towards like Islam or anything, right? Oh, they're just Muslim. Yeah, they oh, just okay. happen to be Muslim and playing games. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? If you guys like this episode, leave a comment down below. Let mm-hmm. us know what your reactions are to the certain things we talked about. Just remember to subscribe to the channel. We finally made 3K. You guys can push us to 5, inshallah. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram because that's where we'll post about the giveaway. So oh, yeah, exactly. Our Instagram is Cousin Connection Pod. So mm-hmm. is our TikTok, by the way. So Yeah, so you can follow us on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just, you know, remember to have patience. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.